0: Boy, you lot. You listen to Garage Haven. Episode 235. On tonight's episode, the Fat Manling is coming hoobo back hoobo from Wapaka, and the Smart Manling is coming back from Holy Wars. And so, they're gonna tell you all about their games, and I, I take a wild guess which one did well and which one hoobo didn't. Hoobo <laughs> Shut it! I'm listening to me show.
1: Welcome to the Garage Tools. For the next hour and a half or two hours or thereabouts, we'll do our best to keep you informed, entertained, and perhaps have a laugh or three along the way, bringing you highlights from Wapaka, highlights from Holy Wars, and general lowlights, because we need to even it out. I'm Alex Gonzalez. And I'm the guy who's
0: reading the notes here and trying to remember where we're at, because, man, college is hard. I'm just saying, I'm putting it out there. Grad school is dumb.
1: Yes. Yes, it is. Uh,
0: God bless America. And it's only week two of ten before I get to take a break because work only pays for so many classes a year. So, but, uh, yeah. Hey, the good thing about grad school is the way, it, the way it worked out is literally my last class, my last paper is due the Sunday before Adepticon. And then there's a two-week break instead of a one-week break for some some reason. So I have an extra week after Adepticon to sort of uh, get my brain back in order before jumping into another five weeks of this nonsense. Five-week classes are intense. I didn't realize what I was signing up for. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's ugh. Ugh. Did I mention it So it's
1: like camping? It's so intense. Uh,
0: I don't know. I don't camp. My idea of roughing it is no room service. Get out. (laughs) Hey, nature is not my friend. My body was not built to be walking around outside.
1: Yeah, but it calls to you every day, so you should probably answer it. Ah, that is true. You are a clever, clever man. All right. Not really. I just make poopy jokes. (laughs) Anyway... (laughs)
0: Why don't we thank the sponsors, huh, buddy?
1: <laughs> yeah, probably a good idea. You're welcome. All right. So as always, we need to take a moment to thank the sponsors of Garage Hammer, which include Chaos Orc Superstore, Chaos Orc Superstore, Chaos, Org Superstore. Or Chaos Org Superstore,
0: Six Squared Studios, Six Squared Studios for all your basing needs. They got some and new stuff out too. People go check it because they're working on some new terrainy stuff and stuff like that. There's a lot of cool stuff. Check out the website six, the number six squared studios Okay, it's good keep going. Stuff. Yep. And Grognard's Games is always Rosell something happening Illinois. at Grognard's. I'm walking all over you today. My my timings off. I got no timing. I got no rhythm. I got no timing. But there's always something happening at Grognard's. Oh, and I couldn't go this weekend. I was so mad. the The picture dude was there. Yes, he was. But he said to let him know if I'm coming in sometime, and he'll try to make time and come and take some pictures. Because uh, and we'll talk about that during the during the Grognards commercial. Because oh, that was pretty cool. Actually, I was pretty excited. That's uh, they got some. There's some cool stuff happening at Grognards. Um, and we should also take this time to thank all of our wonderful patrons over at Patreon.com slash Garage Hammer. You too could be one of the 1% who keep this show going over at Patreon.com. And I just want to thank each and every person who is sponsoring the show through Patreon, who has sponsored the show at Patreon and is not now for whatever reason, and anyone who is thinking about helping us out at Patreon.com/slash/GarageHammer, including our associate producers Phil Elliott, Dwight Sims, Christopher Sanders, and Lance Pear. Our executive producer Colin Miller and our newest patron David Lunge L U I N G E. I probably mangled that. I totally probably. Bust. Lunge, David Lunge. His name's David. He's got a good first name. And thank you, thank you, David, for joining us and becoming one of the one percent who make this show and everything we do on it possible you keep the light literally help keep the lights on at the white tech homestead it's a miracle um we also have voicemail did you know that alex yeah actually i did you did i did we haven't gotten any lately but that's not the point um actually we might have gotten one but it's been so long because we were doing the other shows i'm not certain but people are people do send in and i do listen to every voicemail even if we were doing book episodes and it took a month to do the one episode and then I didn't quite get it on the show, but I do appreciate the voicemails and I listen to each and every one you people are wonderful and if you would like to leave a voicemail? You can do that by dialing one seven five seven. Sorry, one seven five seven G H show six. That's one seven five seven G H show six. Most international callers dial zero zero one seven five seven G H show six. And if you don't have letters on your phone, that's zero. Or that's not zero. That's one seven five seven four four one four six nine six. Ah, there we go. Got through it all. Done. That's a lot. That's a lot of stuff, a lot of thank yous, a lot of people who are helping out this show, making things happen, doing the stuff. Um, Oh, my gosh. You know what? I'm sitting here, and I'm looking at the notes, and uh, I didn't even put in the toolbox in the notes. That's how off I am right now. So, you Hmm. know what? Why don't we... um, Let's just take a quick break and come back and do the toolbox, and then we'll roll right into talking about WAPACA where we were both at, uh, mostly. Sort of. And Holy Wars, where I was not at at all, but you were there. So, um, yeah, quick break, right back, and then uh, Toolbox.
1: and we are back with the toolbox brought to you by chaos Org superstore
0: oh hold on my daughter's calling me it's on the line magical call hey are you coming home from work excellent i'm recording the show come down and see me when you get home bye that is real life right there folks nothing more real than your children calling you to tell you they're coming home from work and they just want you to know so that way you can expect them and you know that they get home safe
1: because that's But she, did, did she dial 1757GH show 6? no because that would have
0: gone right to voicemail she called my regular uh-huh. phone number you know the 847 number and uh, yeah that's daddy's little girl coming home from dance class she teaches dance and takes dance she's at the dance studio 5 or 6 days a week it's bananas but that has nothing to do with anything because what we're talking about now is the Toolbox brought to you by Chaos Org Superstore. All right. Um, hobby stuff. You got some hobby to talk? Always. I know you've
1: been cranking. I have been trying. Um, so since the last time we talked about the Toolbox, I smashed out six rocket Tragas, or you said Holy Wars. Um and I'm not going back. Those things are amazing. Uh, but we will <laughs> talk about them when we get to it. Um, so I smashed those out. I've been smashing out Grotz. I've been working on Night Haunt and just a bunch of Carrick acolytes. Like I am just trying to motor through as much as I possibly can um, and try to knock down my to-do list. So it's a lot not gonna lie it's way too much wow so yeah and i'm trying to figure out like am i really gonna get to this how long have we owned these models and done nothing with etc etc um carrie and i are very much in that phase right now just in general where it's like when was the last time we used this thing let's get rid of it okay so yeah
0: i know that feeling
1: Yeah, my mom does that, and she calls it death cleaning, and I don't like that version of it. I definitely just like the idea of just, like, decompression. Maybe that's what I'm doing, death
0: cleaning. That that sounds like right, almost,
1: the way I'm working through this stuff. Nah, that's okay. I mean, you're painting death, and that's about it, so. Yeah, actually, um,
0: the only thing I'm not cleaning out is the death. I'm keeping that. Yeah,
1: for sure. So. Yeah, but no, it's just been a lot of painting and just trying to keep up with keeping up. So, how about you? Um,
0: I uh, as as winter drags on and I am uh, getting more and more uh, caught in the throes of seasonal affective disorder. I am finding no pleasure in anything right now. So. Having said that pathetic little thing, I have not painted a darn thing, and I am in the process of selling all of my worldly possessions, it seems like. Um, I have decided that I have way too much hobby stuff, and there's no room for any more of it. Like, I just don't have room. So, um, I took all of my old, out-of-date game books and Warhammer books and anything that's not current, and I took it over to Half Price Books, and I sold it. Um, because I needed to make room. Uh, I am in the process of this week. I have to take pictures of my Stormcast, because I got one or two people who are interested in maybe buying my entire Stormcast army, um, which I'm hoping to, I don't know, I got a lot of Stormcast. If I can get three or 350 for it, I'll be a happy camper. i um, also taking pictures of all of my Ultramarines. I've got at least, uh, I got a lot of, I mean, I got, I don't know. Retail's got to be about $1,500 worth of Ultramarines. I'm looking to get three or four for that. I'm just going to get rid of it. Like, I am just, I'm fire sailing all my stuff. Old board games that I've got. uh, I've got, oh, man, what do I have? I've got a copy of the Horus Heresy board game. I never play it. It's got to go. I got someone looking at my my, uh, underworlds. I got everything from the first two seasons or sessions or whatever they're calling it. I have literally everything. Uh, I've even got a nice battle foam case to carry most of it in, but I don't play it and I gotta make room, so I'm slapping a price tag on that, hoping to get rid of that um, I've got a, basically almost an entire Tau army still in the shrink wrap gonna get rid of that uh, Harrison's High Elves, he said they can go gonna get rid of that, I don't even know if anyone actually plays War Machine anymore but I'm gonna be bringing, if nothing else, I'll bring that to Bits Trading at Adepticon, getting rid of that um I've got a, I've got a bunch of other like just board gamey big games that we bought that I don't. I'm keeping Star Trek because I play that a lot. But uh, yeah, I'm literally purging at this point, like just trying to get rid of everything I can. Um, and it's it's not just to make room. I got to be honest. Um, I am doing these graduate classes, and school only pays for so many a year. So if I can raise a little extra cash, I can take a couple extra classes and get done quicker. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I uh, my hobby has been clearing out my <laughs> hobby stuff. Uh, when I am done, my intention is to have books because I like the books, uh, my death armies, anything from death, and my dwarves. And literally everything else is going. Um, I will use some of that money probably to buy the new elves because Harrison is really interested in them. And if it will get my son to play Warhammer again, I will buy pretty much anything uh that they're selling. So that's been my hobby. Organize and sell everything I can get my get get out of here. So mm-hmm. kinda crazy, but that's what I do. I do things I don't do things half-assed. I go whole ass, so I'm whole ass <laughs> selling off Warhammer stuff. So, I, that, I think that counts for hobbying, though. It does. Cool. Excellent. Fantastic. So that's it. So um, we're gonna skip the gaming stuff because we're gonna talk about our games, right? Or are you gonna? Do you have anything extras you want to talk
1: about? I actually do. Cool. Uh, I played in a Warhammer Underworlds tournament. Oh, that's uh, right. The week before Holy Wars. Um, and I tried out Lady Harrow's Mourn Flight. That's the Mirror Mourn Banshees. Yeah. Um, I came in third. Nice. Out of nine. Um, it was a glass tournament, so it's like you got the fancy trophy. Um, I tried a deck that was written by John Wynne Reese. He's one of the biggest guys in the community for Underworlds. Right. Um it definitely felt right for, <laughs> like, how I want to play, and because the last time I played Underworlds, I tried out the Reavers, and I just got absolutely smoked. Okay. Um, and playing the Banshees now, it just makes more sense to me. Um, so I really enjoyed that experience, and it was a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we had Warhammer Club
0: today, uh, and the kids were playing Warcry, 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 and then I was just like, they've been playing, and I forgot to bring my ex... ex So they only had the box set accrue, because I forgot Mm -hmm. this morning to bring it, because I was completely sidetracked by other stuff. And um, so they decided to try Underworlds. So they were playing Underworlds and getting to to learn that, and they were kind of having fun with that. It was kind of nice to see the kids... Getting interested in the new stuff, pretty exciting.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. So yeah, they were playing Underworlds. That was that was the extent of the playing because I've been, I've had I've had my nose to the grindstone for a couple of weeks here. So that's what I've been doing.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So that's it for my gaming. So uh, you got any other?
1: No, not that I can think of.
0: Yeah, me neither. I mean, I've been watching shows on TV, and I've been uh, I went to the movies a couple times, but there's nothing that's really sticking out. Like, I really need to talk to people about it. Um.
1: Yeah, yeah. The only other thing I did was I did an interview for IVF Babble. Okay, so that's like families going through like the infertility process. Like,
0: oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead, talk about this because I, I saw you. I saw you post something on online, but I wasn't certain what it was.
1: Yeah, so not to, you know, talk about anything too public, but whatever. Um, So, Carrie and I went through the infertility process uh, for infertility treatment. We lost a few prior to having Joan. And part of that process is you go through like uh, semen analysis and other stuff like that. This is awesome stuff that we're going to talk about here. Um, But I got interviewed because I volunteered to talk about going through the process from a guy's perspective because there's not a lot on that like trying to figure out the process what do i need to know like what is it like for a guy to actually hear and talk about okay so that's what i did where i talked about like not necessarily all the gory details but some of them um but also just processing from the guy's perspective like Like, one of the questions they asked was, like, were you nervous about the results? And I said no. Um, Not because I thought that there was something wrong with me, but because I wanted there to do something wrong with me. I see. Because I didn't want that to be on Carrie. So. But it's just, like, the other two guys in the article, uh, they didn't share a lot, I noticed. They were still kind of closeted about it. And I felt like I overshared, but it's like if I'm <laughs> reading this and I just read those guys' comments, I would not have much more information than I did when I started. Um, and as someone who's been through it and had no idea what to do except for like the obvious, um, it's a very weird experience. So I did that and uh, definitely feel good about it.
0: I'm glad. That's really that, that's really good of you that you were willing to share like that.
1: Yeah. Now, so if you want to read it, um, I posted it on the Twitter. Yeah. Uh,
0: and, and he'll and Alex is uh, he posted on the fa- post on the Garage Hammer Facebook page
1: too. You can just post it there too.
0: It'll be there okay. if you look. So if you
1: want to hear me talk about infertility, masturbation, and all the other awful hey stuff. Now. Yeah. Hey, that's what it's about. I so. get it. I get it.
0: Um, speaking of something else Alex has to be proud about, um, congratulations, this is the first time I'm saying it publicly, I mean outside of like social media stuff, but here on the show, we are now officially the only Warhammer podcast of any sort where every single member of the, the crew are Warhammer heroes. Alex, you finally got your Warhammer hero, and congratulations! Because it's, a, I'm, I'm so happy for you. This is so awesome. You're going to be getting your uh, badge at Adepticon, I assume.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look at okay. Don't be modest. Come on, come on. No, I.
1: It's exciting. I'm, it is. It is. Um, but it's the modesty to the fault for me. <laughs> um, no, this year is going to be a big year. Um and thank you to everyone that wrote in um, like I know people have said, "Oh, you've deserved this since they started this award, and it's like oh, <laughs>
0: I ain't gonna okay. lie. I was shocked when I got it, and you didn't i was that that was I was like, really,
1: yeah, but <laughs> no, no, no no, so it's just if you're a quality content producer and you're someone who's like involved in the community, like you definitely deserve. The recognition why thank you um and, and so then, do
0: you and we both were heroes i'm th-
1: yeah although the lonely havocs podcast can claim that as well because dan is a hero uh-huh oh and he's yeah. the only host oh okay
0: oh that's right see okay yeah but oh yeah well, it's okay, so then I'm wrong, but I'm kind of, okay, whatever. We're both Warhammer heroes. That's what I want to say. We are heroes and it's awesome. And I usually don't act that way, but I am really just jazzed that you got it and I mean my my little medallion is sitting right over there across from me here with the little with the little uh, you know, certificate and stuff I got. And uh oh, it's I ugh, I'm so I'm so happy for you. I know how much this means to you. I I know how much this means to you, and I know you're being much more humble on the air uh, than than you know is net, maybe necessary, um, because I I know I you I know you don't want to talk about it, but I know how excited you were to get this, how happy you were. So, and I am super happy for you. I really am.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, it's a real honor. And again, thank you to everyone that wrote in uh, on my behalf. And I think. Carrie needs to get the nod to cause she posted out that massive Twitter blast. And I was talking to Mike butcher about it at PACA cause he was one of the guys that had written in. Um, and he had said, uh, Carrie reminded me to do it on Twitter because I completely just spaced on it. So oh, I wrote it and it's like, yeah. So, I mean, and realistically I wouldn't be getting this without Carrie. So, She definitely deserves as much credit as I do.
0: That's so nice.
1: Yeah, I think so. But in any event, so, no, it's big. And for me, it is a really big deal. Um, Because I've put a lot into this community for the last 13, 14 years. Um, And between getting the backs last year at Adopticon um, and now getting the Warhammer Hero when I... And probably at the point where I don't think I really deserve it because I've not been as involved in the community this last year uh, as compared to heaven because of the baby and everything um, it's a real honor so well
0: i think I think it couldn't happen to a nicer guy um i'm I'm just i'm I am so I am so ecstatic for you. I was pulling for you. I was writing in, I was telling people to write in we needed uh. We needed to get you in there, and I'm glad. I'm glad that you are. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: all right. Um, I suppose we should. Let's. What should we start with? PACA, Do a little PACA, and then we'll take a break and talk, uh, and 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 run our little. Do a little talk about Grognards, and then come back to PACA? It sounds like a good plan, doesn't it? That definitely does. Sounds like a good plan. All right. Um. All right, PACA. Uh, so there I am going to PACA. I get out. My wife actually sends me out early. Um, I'm taking off early to Wapaca. Super excited. Uh, she's like, go get, go early. Go before the, cause we were supposed to get some snow that day. And she's like, go before it gets bad. Cause it was bad the night before. And I take off and I get there and the first thing i do is when i get there uh now now we were lucky enough to uh uh Curtis and mira let us stay with them which was wonderful cuz that we meant we got to stay on site as opposed to uh staying down the site. road yeah down the road which is just it's just not nearly as fun it just isn't that's just that's all there is to it um and so I get there and I unloading my stuff and I'm talking with them and then I get a text from you saying you don't feel good the baby's been had been sick for days now you felt sick and you're not gonna make it and I was like oh that sucks And I felt really bad because I know how badly you wanted to come um, And then like two hours later you're like hey I'm coming I got I'm, I'm, I'm feeling okay I'm gonna jump in someone else is gonna drive I'm gonna ride with them so I don't have to drive the whole way so I'm coming and we're like, great couple hours go by, you know, hanging out with people, doing the opening ceremonies, all this stuff. I'm like, where the hell's Alex? Where the hell's Alex? All of a sudden, everyone comes rushing up to me.
1: And uh, do you want to tell this part, Alex? Because you were there. I was. Um, so I was in a car accident uh, nine miles down the road from the venue. I was in a van with um, my buddies, Doug, Travis, and Josh, um, Doug was driving and like the roads were not great. It's the middle of God's nowhere, Wisconsin. Um, they can only do as good as they can do. Uh, so Doug is going at like 35, 40 miles an hour. Um, and I had just messaged, um, somebody, I think I messaged Carrie. Um, and then Doug drops the F-bomb. I look up, and then I see the side of an SUV uh, drift into our lane. And we hit it right about where the uh, driver's side rear wheel is um, on this SUV, straight on. Um, We pull off to the side. I can feel us going to the right, and I'm thinking, we're going off the road. We're going to hit a tree. It's been nice, gentlemen. Um, And we hit something, and then we landed in somebody's driveway. Um, Fortunately enough, the thing we hit was his mailbox. So we destroyed this poor guy's mailbox. Um, This is probably the single scariest moment of my life. Yeah, no kidding, huh? (laughs) Well, the issue was I couldn't really feel my toes or my fingers, um, they were just all tingly and I had a really hard time moving them. Um, so there was a lot of concern that I had had like, obviously something like really awful happened to me. Um, Travis was able to get out of the car pretty quick, um, and checked on the other guy. And there's a lot of rigmarole with this other guy. Um, but it turns out he was going probably closer to 50, coming at us, hit a patch of ice, because um, the ambulance that came out even had a hard time stopping where we were because of the ice, um, and it turns out that he had, like, dropped his hearing aid prior to the accident, Um, so distracted driving, and then come to find out after the fact he was drunk.
0: Oh, no, I didn't hear about that.
1: Yeah, he was um, arrested for a DUI. I found out when I was talking to the cops afterwards.
0: Oh, um, I didn't hear that part.
1: Yeah. So don't drink and drive kids. Um, I got taken by ambulance to the local Wapaka medical center. Um, and thank you to everyone that took care of us. Um, all four of us ended up going, uh, Josh was fine. He actually had it the l- least of us, but he kept, um, me calm And in the game, as we were going through the process, um, Doug had a pretty significant uh, sprain to his arm. He broke a couple ribs, and he got seven staples in his shin from where the parking brake went into his leg. Um, So we were all sorts of awful. Um, And then Curtis uh, Pell, I'm going to throw him out by name because he – took over the whole situation at the hospital, uh, keeping everybody informed, checking in on us, making sure that we were okay and getting treatment. Um and if there's ever a guy that really goes above and beyond for everybody, it's Curtis. Yeah.
0: Curtis and Mira. I mean the two of them. Yeah, they're the such, two of they're they're them. are such for good sure. people. They just they they are some of the most caring and giving people you could ever want to meet. Um I just love them to death. They're so good.
1: They are. Um, So Curtis kept everybody up to date. He kept everybody calm. He made sure that we had done everything we need to do with the police, with the insurance, the set and the other thing. He was just the absolute bomb. Um, And the other guys in the van with us, like even when we were talking and like processing everything post, it's like we wouldn't have – done as well as we did given the situation without Curtis Um, so true sincere hats off to Curtis Um, he stayed with me in the hospital until I got discharged Um, and then we came back so um, yeah I ended up suffering a stinger um, and I jacked up my thumb on my right hand and had some pretty significant bruising and just general discomfort. Um, yeah, no, it, it was it was awful. Um so yeah,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I had to go through Friday that that was night terrifying. Going to
1: pack up. Yeah. Um, and it's just one of those things that it's like if I had stayed home, that wouldn't have happened to me. But the other three guys would have been in that same boat um and of course like the only thing i can think is carrie and the baby um and i went i played two games the next day um because i needed something to focus on because carrie was sick uh she got the flu um and she had given me so much grief about it prior to in her head mostly um because she thought i just had the man flu and it's like just nut up and shut up it's fine you're not really that sick well she got that sick she actually got it a lot worse than me um but she didn't tell me right away just how sick she was and i felt like such an (laughs) uh when she told me because she's like well i don't want to try to compare to you being in a car accident and being in the ER and everything. I'm like, there is no comparison. Um, cause I was kind of mad cause she asked me to come home because she was sick and really out of it. And Like my, my parents came out to help with the baby. Um, but she didn't tell me how sick she was until I got home. And it's like, that would have changed everything I would have done. But I still felt like such an ass. Oh, so it happens, man. You didn't know. You didn't yeah, know. But, um, no, I mean I played two games. Um I had a grudge game with Greg Kirkening. Um that was a 3 years in the making realistically between the two of us. Um because the first time we played at um Bugman's Oktoberfest uh the last year that Chad did it. Uh Chad Hansen. Um He and I played game two, and he was playing an old high elf army. I was playing Stormcast. He got salty as all get out because, (laughs) like, I'm good, not gonna lie. Um, and that's probably when I was at my best playing competitively. But the Stormcast was at that time period, um, and he was still learning and coming in. Um, but then he's gotten into it, he's really involved, and Greg and I played probably one of the better games I've played in a long time. Um, If we had another turn, he would have won. Um, Hmm. But I was able to hang on by a point and win the game. Um, And then I played Braska uh, from the last book review we did for the Ogors, playing his blood gullet. And (laughs) um, he had never played Deepkin before. Nope. No, he hadn't. <laughs> and yeah, he found out what that rock was all about. Uh, I mean, I believe you were
0: stomping him good enough that he said something to the effect of F.U. Gonzalez. I'm glad you got in
1: a car wreck. Yeah, it was pretty close. Uh, <laughs> that was so
0: funny. Oh, my God. I mean, it was obviously he was just teasing you, but it was just and it's in that in that Brasco way of saying it. I almost wet my pants. I was laughing so hard. I couldn't believe he said that to you.
1: Yeah. um, No. It it was bad. But Um, you got.
0: Hey, you got to bring some levity to the situation. There you were the day after a a near fatal collision, and we were all we were all making jokes about it because we didn't know how else to handle it. You know.
1: Yeah. No. So I mean, it's totally fine. Um, I haven't played Chris in a really long time, Um, and it was really nice to be able to play him and Greg. Um, before I came home. So, no. And, you know, I came to peace with it pretty quick with what happened, but I was just glad to have walked away from it. I still played two of the best games against some of the best guys in our community, and that was enough for me.
0: Yeah, no, that was... that was. Uh, I'm, gl- I'm glad you enjoyed the time that you could be there because, man, everything you went through to get there... So that was that's just yeah that was bananas. I was glad you at least had a good time. Mm-hmm. So um uh, should we go on to what I what I did cuz mine was not nearly as exciting at least. Yeah, but you did stuff. Yeah, I did do stuff. Uh <laughs> um I I played games. I didn't play them well, but I played games. Um, so,
1: you played game one against Lou? Yeah, I played against Lou. And uh, now,
0: nah, <laughs> we're we're playing Night Haunt on Night Haunt action, right? Okay, so here we go. I'm running. What was I running? Oh, I think it's... Is this my list here? I think so. Yeah, because I never used this stuff. Okay. I got the <laughs> dread, <laughs> I got the Dreadblade Harrow, right? He's my general. Uh, I got Raikonor. Who's running around doing his thing? I got a Guardian of Souls. I got a Spirit Torment. I got a Vampire Lord ally. And uh, then I got two units of 40 Chain Rasps, 10 Reapers, 2 Chain Gasts, 20 Blade Geists, and I took the Condemned uh, Battalion, which, as long as I'm within range of uh, the Spirit Torment or the. Uh, chain gasts. I get to reroll failed hit rolls on the chain rasps, which mm-hmm. that's that's really good. Yes, it is, that's,
1: especially uh, when you take 80 of them.
0: Well, yeah, two units of 40, that made it nice. Plus, what I didn't realize is, you know, you get uh, I think they get, don't I get two attacks apiece with those guys? Yes, I do. And mm-hmm. then, and then uh, you get the vampire lord, I think, was the guy who can be like, oh, hey, take another attack. So then you got 120 attacks when you get everybody in. I never, I know, I got. I think at one point I had, I had a, a, one part where I had like 35 guys in, into this battle with three attacks, rerolling fours, um, and then the Guardian of Souls gives you that bonus. What I can't remember what it is because I haven't played in a couple of weeks. He gives you plus one to wound if you're within certain, so many inches. If, if for it's not for units, it's for models within so many inches of him. So you kind of drop him towards the middle of this unit of of uh, of uh, chain rasps, and so now I've got a hundred and some attacks, fours rerollable to hit, and then threes to wound um, and can't you isn't there something that uh, somebody that gives you the uh reroll ones to wound? I I don't. Uh, No, the plus one to wound is the Guardian of Souls. The plus. Oh, that's. Oh, the Guardian of Souls is a plus one to wound. But doesn't someone? Isn't there something rerolling ones to wound? I know there's rerolling ones to. Oh, that's
1: on their war scroll.
0: Right, right, right. So, yeah, rerollable fours by threes, rerolling ones. It's dumb. It's really dumb. I really like my army. Like, (laughs) I was like, well, we, we don't do. We don't. We don't. Great, but if you get all the guys, I mean, it's 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 just like playing the old VC. You got to have all the bubbles together, but when all the bubbles overlap, your Venn diagram, it just the center just says this is dumb. Um, so I had that going. I had a suffocating suffocating grave tide and a prismatic palisade, which I hadn't painted either. And you were bringing them, and then you weren't coming. So then I put out the call. And okay, I don't remember. I'm, well, everybody knows I'm terrible with names as it is. And I don't remember everybody who brought one. But Domas put the word out. Like, White Tech needs this because Alex isn't coming. And, like, three people brought me the 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 Gravetide and the... Oh, it wasn't the Prismatic Palisade. No, that's not right. The, soul, soul, sh, the, the Shackles, right? Yeah, it was the Shackles. Yes. So I had the Gravetide and the Shackles. Um, like, at least three or four people brought them just to help out. They're like, oh, Dave needs help. We've got them. And it's just like... Wow, that was um, super sweet,
1: Brennan Melnick, Andrew Tolstead, and one other person at yeah, least.
0: Yeah, and you. Yeah, I mean, it could you know? And I'm sorry that I didn't remember who it was for everybody. But I got to admit, I was kind of loaded most of the weekend, so we got that going for me too. Um, yeah, it was it was crazy. It was crazy how well this worked. Now, here's the problem with my game one. <laughs> I get to go first, and I do what I'm supposed to do, right? So uh, I, I got some guys in the ground. They're coming up. I got, the, um, I got my guy jumps across, and he teleports over the big unit. So my whole army is nine inches away from Lou's whole army, like at the top of turn one, right? And I failed each and every charge roll.
1: Checks out. Literally
0: did not. Make one charge roll. And I had like six. <laughs> didn't. Just nothing. Just nothing. Lou is trying so hard not to laugh. He's like, oh, well, thanks. He moves everything up six inches. He's like, okay, charge. So he gets all the charge bonuses, all this stuff. Um, it didn't look great for me, but uh, I did leave a few things a little bit behind to hold on to the objectives in the back. And so. I literally, I won the game like by like a couple of points uh, for objective points. That was it. I, I I managed to pull off the objective, which I mean that's how you win. So it was good, but I just I just scraped by Lou. Lou was Lou's running the big units of Blade Geist and uh, and um, uh, Grimmgeist, yeah. Reapers. Yeah, so that's he's running that more elite army, and then all of a sudden he's, he's like, "They do what?" He's like, "Those guys are good." I'm like, "Uh huh." Yeah, and there's like a bajillion of them, so they can hold, they can hold, uh, they can hold objectives and stuff. So it was, it was, it was cool. But I just barely, I just squeaked out a win. So that was my game one.
1: Oh, I guess I'm going because you only had the two games, right? Okay. Yeah, I just had the two. And I don't remember most of it, so...
0: Oh, yeah, to be expected. Okay. So then, what was next? Uh, I guess I go to round two. And round two, um, this was an interesting one. I wound up playing uh, Mike Gerald. Never gotten to play him. Oh, Mikey G. Yeah. Uh, I've never gotten to play him because I'm never near the top tables. But I won my first game, so there we go. Um, this was a great game too. Like I had so much fun playing with Lou cause Lou just a great guy. Uh, Mikey G. I I mean, it's, it's, he is so much fun to play with cause like he's really tactical and he's good. I mean, this is a guy who in eighth, in, in back in eighth, um, like, I mean, he, I probably one of the top players in the country. And I'm not just trying to stroke his ego. I mean, he goes places and he wins. It's just what he did. Right. Mm-hmm. And when he wasn't taken first, he was like right there in second. um, and so I, I've never gotten to play him. So I was like, "Oh, this is great. We're gonna have a great time." And so there we were playing. He came with the three bloodthirster uh, battalion and Scarbrand.
1: Um, the tyrants of blood.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess that's what you call it. Uh, I call that's it what it's called. Yeah, it's just <laughs> okay. Wow. That and then he had some. He had some. Uh, I, I he had the the guy the like the bloodstoke he had. I think it's the Blood Stoker. Um, but he had the little thing to to get your extra prayers and stuff like that. In fact, he gave Scarbrand the extra attack so he rolls the two dice when he's really mad and he does 24 mortals to one of my units of chain rasps. It was kind of ugly. Um, that's a Slaughter Priest. That's the guy, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have his list in front of me. Otherwise, I would say what it was. I'm just going off of memory right now. All I know is... Here we are, having a fun game. There's f- four Bloodthirsters on the board. I'm trying to kill something uh, and hold objectives, and we're running around doing stuff, and he did. He had That Scarbrand came up, didn't kill anything turn one, so he went insensate. came running up forward, was like, blarg, rolled the two dice. Anything but a one is eight mortal wounds. A six is 16 mortal wounds. He rolls a th- three and a six. It's like, oh, okay, there goes most of my unit. I'm just using all my magic to put it back and try and hold him in place. I think I killed one bloodthirster. In fact, I know I killed one bloodthirster because I was making fun of it later because in the next game, I walked past his game and the other guy had killed the exact same bloodthirster. And I... I'll <laughs> i uh I'll get to that later. But I just... I was singing all through the third round. Um, I was singing. Like, everything. I was narrating the games in song. It was weird. Um I was... Really, kind of loaded. It was a fun
1: time. Um, but did you toss a coin out to your Witcher at that
0: point? I hadn't seen it yet, so no. Um, no. But I would say that uh, I, I actually, and, and this was the biggest compliment that I could receive. I think I lost that game, but I only lost it by because it was another thing we're getting points for objectives.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think I only lost by like two points you know yeah. like it was close like Mikey G said you know it didn't look like it but that was a really close game he goes that was a really good game he had fun and it was and it was close and it was tight and it was right up to the end um and I couldn't get a better compliment than having Mikey G tell me that I, I gave him a really good game yeah so that was that was my game 2 um those things are rough man those all them bloodthirsters cuz that, that mm-hmm. whole battalion if one of them attacks, they all attack.
1: Oh well, it's the combination of the battalion with the uh, the one host that lets you do that. Right. So
0: so whatever it was, but one. So basically, you know, it's it's the it it's the it's the combat phase. Here he comes in, and he's like, "Well, this guy fights." So now the other two guys have to fight, and it's like you know, so they all fight in the same. And they're all brutal. So it was Mm -hmm. just like, oh, my goodness. They're just they're chopping away at everything. But it was fun. Like, I'd never played it. And, I, I, dude, I'm not there to win. Come on. Who are we trying to kid? I went there to roll dice and have a good time. And honestly, I actually I didn't even go there to do that. I went there to go hang out with my friends who I only get to see a couple times a year because I live here and people come from all over the country to tournaments. I got to hang out with Fenske and Broska and you. Well, I see you more often. But, uh, you know, uh, Zach Shelley's there and all these other people that we see there. uh, Lots of people got to play with. Uh, Playing Warhammer is just uh, a bonus. Mm -hmm. You know, I I, could have... Had I not gotten a ticket to get in, like had they sold out on the games, I probably would have just gone anyway to hang out and I would have had just as good a time. Because that's really... I'm just going to have fun. Um, So... That game was great. Now, third game, I played Butch. Michael Butcher. Yeah, Mike Butcher. And, there uh, and, uh, now he had his, his, his Nurgle that he's been running for a while with the, uh, uh, the Blight Kings and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and a Nurgle, uh, and a, he had a, a demon, uh, a great and clean one, stuff like that. Um, now, I think I was about... I think I might have been the third ethereal army he faced that day. He faced at least one other. And ethereal armies just sort of wreck his army. Because his yeah. whole army is based on Rend. It's like not a lot of mm-hmm. attacks. Rend. So <laughs> he just runs right in to my, my Blade Geists. <laughs> and he kills a couple. And then we hit back. And they hit back kind of hard. And I killed a few of his. And he was like, whoa. And then when it was my turn, I... Pulled them, you know. I, I retreated and charged because you can do that with them and then they get the extra attack on the charge and then the vampire lord gave them an extra attack and they just sort of decimated that big unit. He's like whoa. He's like that's literally my best unit. That's all. I goes, he goes he had a couple of units of them but he's, that's that's all I got. He goes you made that short work of them. Um, he's like I can't beat it. I'm like well that's kind of the point and uh <coughs> So I I, th- I think I think I was I, – I didn't want to give him a bad game, you know, but I think he was kind of shocked at that what they did. And then all of a sudden two units of 40 chain rafts come up out of the ground near his objective, his half, because we each had to hold our objective. If you could take the other guys, you win it. And mm-hmm. he realized that I had my stuff piled around. He's like, he's, he's like, I can't get to your objective, can I? I'm like, no, I don't think you can. And so he went to defend his, so I sort of had to go after his if I wanted to try to win it. Um, but he had enough stuff there and it took me long enough to get there that we were, we just ground, just grind, 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 grind. And we wound up, uh, I th- we wound up, uh, I think we wound up drawing. I think we wound up drawing that or I won by if there was objectives, I think, I, no, I think we drew. I got the minor victory because I it was killed probably I, a minor win. Yeah. I got a minor yeah. victory because I killed a bunch of his stuff. So we didn't draw. I got a minor victory, but, uh, I felt a little bad because, like, it, it was like I, I. I never thought, you know. I don't play too many games where it's like rock paper scissors, but dude, I totally rocked his scissors. Like that was it, you know. Like the he, it just I had the perfect counter to his army. It was it was crazy. I, I was kind of I got I got really lucky because it was just. The way the objective went and with the great unclean one coming in, if I had taken any anything else I've ever played, I probably would have gotten stomped
1: but uh I mm-hmm. like this was just perfect,
0: and that was the end of day one
1: it's not a bad day one so you're what two and one at this point
0: no I lost to i lost oh yeah two and one yeah uh, that's right because I beat Lou by one and i uh and i I got a minor victory against butch, so yeah so yeah I'm two and one. Not feeling too bad. Um, and then, uh, uh and then it was, we, we went out, did all our stuff. Um, you know what? Should we?
1: You want to take a break and then we'll finish up?
0: Yeah. Why don't we do that? Um, you know, and we're, we're just, well, we're not going anywhere. We're just going to talk about grognards because that's what we do. But let's do that because we're hitting 50 minutes and I feel like we should take a quick break here. So, um, grognards uh, as we mentioned earlier dude the, the picture dude is there and I've got to bring this up and find his name and I'm going uh, to I don't have his permission to put his pictures up as the show pictures um, but I wish I did because it's it is so cool um, and you can find him uh, it's uh, on Twitter it's at wargamerpix1 pix one and he is there. And Alex, explain what he does because you were there, and you, you're the one who posted on Facebook that he was doing it. last I wasn't weekend. there. Well, I mean, but you you post up on Facebook what he was doing. I thought you had the whole thing down. Um, Maybe I'm mistaken. Of. Okay.
1: Yes. Um, but in any event, he uh, takes pictures of your army or models staged on terrain, um, and then he goes and he lights them. Differently does different filters um, to make it look more like thematic and involved in whatever setting. So you actually like, create pictures essentially that are like battle tome worthy of your miniatures.
0: Yeah, I mean literally. That's in fact uh, you did post it. It was posted uh, Thursday at about ten o'clock. So if you go to the Garage Hammer Facebook page and scroll back, Alex shared an event and there's some pictures uh, there. But um yeah I was I was asking them at Grognar's cuz there's these pictures on the wall with these really cool models uh, with cool terrain and the backgrounds all done and he goes in he you know does his digital stuff and makes you know so it, it you know it looks you got you know dark skies in the background and stuff like that but it, it's basically it, it reminds me of the pictures from the battle tomes when they're taking these really thematic pictures or even some of the forge world books where you've got everything set up and it's very you know they're adding in all the all the little the little like the
1: lighting effects dust haze etc yeah. etc
0: oh and they're so good and he was there this weekend and I couldn't make it and you were at holy wars so um I, I did talk to him and, and he sent me a couple of pictures of what he did. Not because I wanted him to audition or anything, but I'm like, I want to show the missus what you do because she and she was like, that's really cool. That looks really neat. She's like, is he going to do that for your army? I'm like, he, he might. And she's like, yeah, that would act, that's actually something I would think is pretty cool. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, but yeah, and, and it's not like it's the only time he's going to be there. And this goes on at Grognard's. You can just you. If you know they they will post and we'll have it on the website when they're doing it again. But uh, yeah, you can go in and get your army take take pictures of your army and then make really cool ones for you. So um, I don't know I don't know what he charges if anything for that. Um, I'm assuming he should I'm assuming he does. I can't see him not because it's it's his he's doing the work and you got to at least pay for the materials. But exactly whatever it is, dude, it's worth it. I'm I'm not even joking and I'm not trying to sound unprepared. I just don't know how much it costs, um, mm-hmm. but whatever it is, dude, I'm getting it done, because it's it's badass. It really is. It is, it really, is. really cool, and that's just one of the many things <laughs> happening at Grognards. but we've already told you about all the gaming and all the cool stuff, and how they carry like, basically the complete line of everything from Games Workshop, um, but yeah, keep an eye on their website and keep an eye on our facebook pages we'll post it again when they're doing the pictures go look at the facebook page scroll back a couple of days find when alex posted that it's just really really awesome um makes Mm -hmm. me excited makes me happy so i guess that's it that's Grognards. all right i guess we'll get back to it Mm -hmm. um (laughs) so now do you know adam you know adam salmon the slamming Adam Salmon. Yes. Um. So I can't, I can't be around him and not sing the stupid Rune War song that we made up the one year that they gave away a billion of them at Adepticon, and we didn't make it up; they were already doing it. I just showed up and 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 suggested that we do it in weird accents. Um, but so every time I see Adam, that's what we're doing. We're just Rune Wars, Skeleton Warriors, smacking down your guys now. Rune Wars. And I managed not to do it when he's not around. But I'm in, I'm playing against Andrew Hague or Hage or Hagey. How do you pronounce his last name?
1: Mr. Mephisto. Mr. Mephisto, yes. <laughs> I, I know, don't properly know how to pronounce his last name correctly either. I just um, call him Mephisto or Andrew, so I don't know
0: either. I am woefully unprepared for this report today. But that's okay because I made it. I got up. I'm recording I want credit for that.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. So, was he playing Nagash? Uh,
0: yeah, he had Nagash and his, and 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 the Ossirian Bone Reapers. And man, f that army! <laughs> I just as vulgar I want to get, I. I, I uh... He had a bunch of the a bunch of units of the basic dudes, and then he had some of the guys with the extra arms that have the weird and he did repose them. He pointed out to me that he reposed them so that they didn 't have the two hands on one sword thing that he heard on the show that I hate so much uh, by the way, great guy and i and I have played him before, and uh this was uh, an interesting because okay so i 'm sitting there and he 's moving his stuff forward, and Adam Sammons at the next table, and I just get it he 's like. Okay, I'm going to run this guy forward. I'm like, run him forward. Guy's running forward now. And then he rolls a one. I'm like, except now we stumble in. Not going fast. And he's like, he's laughing. I'm laughing. Nagash is just just throwing out the stupid mirrors and killing all my characters. And this is the the three points of power or whatever. You have to have a character by it. He drops Nagash mm-hmm. on the middle one. And I'm like, well, I'll try and to he take just the, sets up
1: the mirrors and and kills everybody. Uses I, his I, dusty fingers.
0: Yeah, I didn't have a chance. It was a fun game. I was killing a lot of his stuff, except he's got really good saves and things. But it's just that many chain rasps. Even he was like, dang, that's a lot of stuff hitting me. And I was like, you can only save so many, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but we had a fantastic game. We were laughing. We were joking. I ran off to the bathroom. I come back. Mikey G's at the table next to me on the other side. Guy he's playing has killed one bloodthirster and I'm looking at it, I'm like, You killed a bloodthirster too. I'm like, Moral victory. i doesn't matter. He's gonna get some blood tithe poison, just bring him back, you're screwed. And Mike's like, What is wrong? She looks at me, he's like, What is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm like, I have no idea. I'm just just Sunday morning and I'm kinda loaded already. And uh, and this is what we do when when we're playing, just singing through the whole game. And even Mr. Mephisto was like, you are way different this time that I played you. And I stopped to think because I'm like, when did I play him last? And I played him when I was playing team tournament with Greg Dan. Mm. And A, we were playing a much more serious game because I tend to be a little more serious when I'm around Greg. Plus, I was my head wasn't in the game really because I was thinking about how as soon as that was over, I had to take off and get to bitch trading. Right. Um, so he's like, we had a decent game, but it was nothing like – he's like, you are <laughs> – He's like, I don't know what's up with you. I'm like, I don't know what's up with me either. But we had fun. Uh literally just barded the whole game. Uh yay. Yeah, these are these are wonderful narrative, fantastic, you know, storytelling, uh epic battles if you play it right. And you can tell the story with it and somebody needed to sing the glory of, of my guys getting slaughtered by Nagash. Somebody had to do it. And I, Nagash. Yeah, Nagash. I know I call him Nagash. I say it wrong. I can't help no, it. No, no,
1: you say it correctly. He says it wrong. Oh, okay. He says Nagash. Oh, that's right. He says Nagash. That's right. He did. <laughs>
0: uh, but I don't want to make fun of him. He was a nice guy. We yeah. had a, no, we, we he's had a, a
1: legit awesome dude.
0: Yeah, we had a really good time, and I was glad we got to play each other. It was really fun. Um, And then we got down to game four. Five. oh and i lost that game hard so uh, we got down to game 5 and i got to play uh, against jonathan Stewart, who had the trifecta battalion of bloodthirsters as well but he didn't i don't he didn't have he didn't have scarbrand so It was just three bloodthirsters that all got to run forward and attack all at the same time and stuff. Um, And he, uh, Mikey took uh, mostly um, uh, slaves to darkness, like, uh, you know, corn blood bound guys, like humans. Mm -hmm. Uh, This guy took uh, blood, you know, blood letters and stuff. Those things are rough, man. (laughs) Yeah, they're not bad. No, like I ran in. I'm like, oh, I could take these guys out. I killed a few. And I'm like, they, all of a sudden, they're like, yep, now it's our turn. I was like, whoa, guys are dying. Um, Another fun game. Just played it out. I, I, I didn't have a chance. I did not have a chance. So I went from two and one to uh, two and three Uh, by the end of this. um, I lost all day Sunday, but I had a great time doing it. And uh, it was, it was, uh, it was nice. Uh, the last PACA, the last one that the, that the Raj and them are running, although we just found out there will be something that is not exactly PACA, but in the same area, maybe the same venue, same weekend. Um, Going to have a new name. Don't know what it is yet, but that is... CorgiCon 2021. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but yeah, there's there's, there's still going to be something there, running with the same spirit, the same ideas. It's just not going to be run by the Raj, and Bear, and Johnny. So they're not calling it Wapaca. But I'm kinda, I got a feeling it's going to be kind of like Wapaca, just not Wapaca. And uh, so I'm excited because legit, that I only go to like three, four tournaments a year, and this is one I always go to. So I'm I'm glad there's still going to be something at this time of year, at this time to go do. So. Mhm. That's it for PAKA. Uh you want to talk a little bit about Holy Wars and then
1: uh Yeah. So this was Holy War 6. Um and this is at a new venue in uh, Naperville as opposed to the Hampton Inn that they had been at. Um because havoc well it caused havoc. Um there was a lot of issues between uh, the event And the hotel, and it just didn't pan out. So we moved to this massive location in Naperville. um, Much bigger room. So a lot more space. um, Two-story room, essentially. Oh, cool. Um, Just nice, and there was like 20-something, 30-something players. There was some spots open. like Not all the tables were in play, Um, but the unique thing about Holy Wars... It's not a really a tournament. It's more just like get together with all your buds, play five games on some of the craziest tables that just look absolutely amazing. Um, and you're allowed to like grudge or pick all your opponents because it's not a tournament. It's a narrative event. Oh, you could literally pick all five of your opponents. I had all five of my opponents set the Friday before, so I knew – Everyone, I was playing every game of the weekend. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's cool. Yeah, uh, that's the thing with the Holy Wars stuff, and they do this with Havoc too. Is you get to set your own matches. You get to play the people that you want to play. So this way, it's not like you know you're always playing the guys in your like tier or whatever, if you want to use the term. Um, you get to set your matches. You get to play your narrative. And that's exactly what it was. So um, my thing is I wanted to make sure that I played guys that I had not played before. uh, At least in a one-on-one setting. Um, So I had initially challenged Sean Troy, who has won several Holy Wars events. um, And I didn't know he was playing, but I've only ever played him in a team format. I've never played him one-on-one. So we said... That's fine. We're doing it. Um, and I brought my gloomspite um, to Gits. And the narrative that I was telling was the story of Dahan Wonky Ote, the git of La Gracha, um <laughs> And his noble mount, Rock and Ante, um, which is his mangler squig. Uh, and he's obviously a very delusional, uh, lunatic grot. It's just like, you know, kind of a duh. There you go. Sort of thing. Um and he's in a squiggle ranch with a loon boss on regular squig, who is um Zancho Panza and the two fungoids of the two magicians. Um, and I took the units and I named them all like very interesting things. Like the Boingrot Bounders were the Knights of La um, the Hoppers were Yeo Grats. I had Grats at Arms and Peasant shooters um, and the trolls or the Trogats, I should say, uh, were the Paladins. Uh-huh. As opposed to the Paladins because they're dumb.
0: Ah, gotcha.
1: So, and I took like the names of like the some of the main characters from Juan Quixote and or Don Quixote, I should say, and um, The whole narrative is it's like this grot has captured a historian from Azir named Sir Fantes and has him write out his story. And just, I posted it on like a poster board. So like after every game I would go and write out like a narrative of what happened Uh in that game and then post it up so everybody could see it. Um, So the first game I'm finding out that uh, Sean is playing Archaon. Oh. In Slanesh. Um, and I brought a Squiggle inch So, uh, needless to say, it did not go super well for Dahan 1. Because uh, <laughs> the particular scenario we were fighting on, it's just like this challenge stone. So, it's like this big ogre rock. And it's got an effect where the rock generates an aura where it's plus one attack to all of your profiles as long as the unit's within three inches of it. And it keeps getting bigger. And you have to do the most wounds in that range okay. to count for the table objective. So when you have Archeon in Slanesh, which is double pile in, re-roll everything, right. um, it's rough for Grotz. Um, so didn't go so well, but I had a f- lot of fun playing with it, or playing the game, and Archeon became my windmill. <laughs> so that was what the narrative was Is he Dahan Juan Quixote found The charlatan Or the charlatan uh, Archeon Who he then has to You know it's his quest to Get rid of the charlatan Archeon uh, So the second game I played against Patrick Brindleson, um And he Brought Um one of the bands of uh bone splitters where right. it's all pigs. And oh, it's like,
0: geez. Okay.
1: Yeah. So he had pigs that like moved like 12 million inches a turn. He was on me turn one and we were playing on the new table uh this year, which is a lake of frozen water essentially. And there's an Island in the middle of it. And there's a mountain off to the side that has two, um, like, metal dragon ogre shaggoths. Um, and the goal is, like, they have to fight each other or fight your opposing army to do the most wounds. If you have somebody nearby the um, island in the middle or whatever, you can reanimate a unit you've lost during the course of the game. Okay. Like, just bring it back straight up. Like, no issues. Uh, so, Pat comes flying across the table. Like, literally, pigs flying across the table. Um... And he squishes into this 20-pack unit of shooters, and he just completely blows them up. You know, yeah. kind of a thing. Um, but we forgot the special rule of the table, which was if you were within 12 inches of this mountain that the dragon ogres were on, you were plus one to wound. So he should have been, like, hitting me and wounding me on twos oh. with re-rolls. Um, so we completely forgot about that for his turn, but then we looked at it in my turn— And he charged the Grotz thinking he was going to blow through. Um, But then the Trogs got in there. And Trogs at threes by twos ran to damage three per swing. Uh, They felt like bacon. Uh, (laughs) So, I mean, I ended up taking a big win on that because we had that one bad play. Um, But it was still fun to play Pat. Um, So... The whole narrative was like Dahan was going to Minne Sota to get more knights to fight Archeon. Okay. Um, and it turns out they didn't take him very well. Um, and then game three, I played against Travis Winner on the same table. Um, he was playing Nurgle, um, and his army is like a fallen storm host sort of thing. So, like, okay. he's got blight kings converted with stormcast bits. Um, and yeah, it was a fun game. Um, he's got stuff going everywhere. Um, cause he's got like uh gut rot spume and whatever. Um, just a bunch of blight kings. And he brought three skull cannons in a Nurgle army because he needs something to do something to like deal with the big stuff. Um, and they do a lot of work. Right? But I killed them and then he brought them back. <laughs> it's like, "Oh, this is fun." Um so, no, it was an absolute riot. Um I haven't gotten to play Travis before outside of a team and so now I'm f- playing 3 games against all guys from Minnesota. Mhm. And that's how it ended uh, Day one I was one and two Day one Playing against Minnesota guys um, So Absolute ball And Then game four So the next day I knew who I was playing already And it was Zach Shelley
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. um, we had never played before um, He has Archeon Oh jeez in Zinch uh, It was like Slaves to Dark in Zinch So there was no Destiny Dice or anything like that But um, he's got like Carrick Acolytes Converted up to be like his Marauders He's got some Varengard um, And I told him it's like Look whatever table you want to play on I don't care So he picks the Temple City of Sigmar Which is um, It's this gorgeous Intricate board and it's got, like, sewers that you can take to the other side of the table. Um, and the whole goal of the table is to do the most wounds with Sigmar's Divine Judgment. But it's completely random who he blasts mm-hmm. every turn. Oh, but you just have to do the most wounds. Um, and with how the table works, it's like they have holy wounds, which is um, you don't get any sort of save against them. They can't be negated. You just take wounds. Um, so I got Archeon. Between a course of healing and this, that, and the other thing. At the end of the game, top of five, he's got 17 wounds out of his 20 taken. Oh, wow. So he goes in against, like, four Raka Chagas that had made it across the board. And he kills three of them with the Slayer of Kings um, and Jorgar's attack. So there's one, one left, one cheeky Chag with two wounds on him, right? Right. Um uh, the Trog fires up and I use the command ability to reroll ones to hit in the combat phase. Um one hit lands on Archeon. One wound rent two. He fluffs his save. Takes three wounds. Archeon's dead. Oh no. <laughs> from a freaking Trog. Um so like Dehan got his victory even though Dehan was definitely dead. He wasn't in the sword. Um but he was still dead. Uh, so there was a Chaos Lord that Zach had running with Archeon to let him pile in twice and fight twice pre- or combat phase, uh-huh. and he was running around, and I had a Fungoid Cave Shaman that was keeping the trogs in line, and he goes and he runs the Fungoid through uh, with his. Reaper blade or whatever, whatever the, the big spear thing is he's got. So he runs this fungoid cave shaman through. He's like, I'm going to be the next Archeon. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Yep. Um, so he kills him. And then for the eye of the gods table, he gets to roll and see what happens to him. Uh, he snake eyes it and turns into a spawn for his efforts. Oh, no. So we ended the game. Um, and all we had left on the table was... This one spawn and three squig hoppers. That was it. Just an absolute ball of a game. Um, And I had narratively picked like the secret mission where you're supposed to kill like your opponent's largest unit or units like monster hero. So it was Archeon because the narrative of my army was to go after Archeon. There you go. So. Yeah, I was able to kill him. And then on uh, game five, I played against Stephen Thompson. And he was playing Flesh Eater Quartz um, on the same table. <laughs> Ruined Temple or the Temple City because he hadn't played on it. And I'm like, yes. I don't care. I don't want to move. So it works. Um, he tried to alpha a Terror Geist uh, and, and Ghoul King on me. Um, and he missed the charge. And then I hit him with the Squiggle Lange. And, and here comes a squiggle inch. That was the end of the Terror Geist. Um, but Steve and I were talking about it afterwards. Uh, he forgot that he had the doppelganger cloak on him. So he could have popped the cloak and then said, Yeah, uh, you can't hit me until I hit you. Ish. So it was just clearly one of those things. It was the end of a very long day. And that was just what it was. So, no, but it was an absolute ball. Uh, it was a great event. Steve Hunter did a great job, as always. And uh, I actually got nominated for the top X percentage of armies at Holy Wars for appearance. Um, and I don't know how, because my whole army was just contrast. Okay. But it was using it effectively um, and great color selection that I think made all the difference. Because I was up there with guys that I have no business being up there with. Um, so, like, Michael Trent. Uh, he ended up picking up uh, Best Battle Host. Uh, my army, this contrast-painted army, was sat next to Vince Ventrella, With his <laughs> uh, absolutely glorious uh, Slanesh army. Um, so, it's just like, I didn't really belong up there i don't thought um because i just used contrast but it was just again the way i used it as a tool to paint and create something that actually looked really good on the tabletop so yeah it was a compliment i did not expect um and i still can't really process it so but no uh, great event strongly recommend if you can make it out um going forward either holy wars or holy havoc uh definitely make it out if you can absolute ball
0: yeah no that uh, that sounds like a, I didn't realize that's what it was that's pretty darn cool actually that that you just literally got to pick all of your own opponents and just get to play on some cool tables that that's that's nutty like it really is, I think that's it is, cool. and
1: all the tables have like really weird and unique rules, um but the point is it's like the tables do more damage to you usually than your opponent's army does um, like the table that I was on for games four and five, if you were within three inches of the canals that ran the whole freaking board um at the end of a battle round, you took d three plus one wounds, no save huh. Every battle round. There's only, like, maybe a foot in the center of this table where you're not taking damage. That's crazy. Yeah. But there's, like, bridges everywhere. It's this way you can walk across it. And it's all the uh, Azurite ruins uh, that Herner had done up. Like, it's an absolutely glorious table. Um, So, yeah. Strongly recommend it. Um, And obviously... Their big charity is a uh, homeless shelter, um, Hesed House, and we raised, I think the total was like $1,600, um, and we were able to get at least one, possibly two families out of the shelter and into apartments with the money that we raised. That's great.
0: That is just fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm. That is really, really nice.
0: Oh. So, that is the two tournaments that we did in the last month. That's all Mm -hmm. covered. Let's take a break, come back, and do our little uh, wrap-y-uppy things because we're getting close to done here. Wow, what a quick episode. But there we were, just talking about all the things we did. This is what happens when you're on track and on target and on point. Bringing some heat. Yep. All right. We'll be right back. We are back, and here we are. And uh, so, before we go, you know, we got in. We talked all about the uh, tournament at Wotaka. we Talked all about the tournament at Holy Wars. There is a tournament coming up. In fact, several of them all over a weekend, all in the same place. That place is Adepticon. Alex, you're running most of the uh, AOS stuff, aren't you? Uh, all of it, all of it, and I'm helping with all of it because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um. So, um, uh, why don't you let people know if there's, I don't even know if, I mean, I don't even know if you can still sign up or anything like that, but, I know, um, registration still, still not,
1: got a little bit of time left. Um, not much, but, um, so we have the four player team tournament, um, which is something new. It's, uh, pretty much like a AOS copy of the, uh, 40 K event. Um, we have ninety six teams signed up. so ninety six times four is three hundred and eighty six players or three hundred and eighty four players somewhere in there. yeah um, which is just
0: Bananas. completely
1: crazy. Yeah. um and then the team or the singles is two hundred and twenty six uh, with a fifty person wait list. so, yeah. That's also crazy. Yep. Uh, I still don't believe it. Um, But we also have a narrative event being run by uh, Paul Wagner for the Gibbering Dome. There's Warcry events. There's Underworld events. Uh, There's just... It's just massive this year. Um, Obviously, we're going to have Warhammer Community out covering it. Um, And for those that have not checked the schedule in a long time, there was a change in the team schedule um we're doing two games on thursday three on friday okay instead of three and two uh to give us more time to do paint judging and registration um the first day so it's just uh unfortunately we have our staffing issue that we do every year but this year it's a little more compounded because everybody wants to play in this team event um i didn't say so anything. yeah i know i got you because you're awesome, and you came to help, so that's <laughs> yep. that's that's what we've got going on, so make sure to double check that um schedule, but uh yeah, no, it should be big, fat fun this year, and really hoping that it just goes off as well as it usually does
0: well, I'm certain it will because you we you you, you never let us down with it's always we always have a good time so i think that's it like already that's it like we went through (laughs) quick but uh man i'm looking forward to adepticon i cannot wait um i literally have nothing to do except the uh except the bits trading and helping you out but that leaves me open probably going to get a pickup game or two in the evenings but that's it, man. I just have time to chill and hang out with my friends, which is exactly why I go to these things. So mm-hmm. I am super excited. I know you're a little nervous because you're running the big events, but I just got to stand there and you know be the wall, make sure that people aren't going where they're not supposed to go, and
1: then uh, that's about it. It's an easy job. Hey, man, job. I'm putting you on the mic. I can
0: do that. I can be the man yeah, on the mic. I, know. I got a feeling. I got a feeling that you you, you found the right the right job for this boy.
1: I did. <laughs> so, yeah, the big thing is just I have to do the computer stuff because Carrie's uh, done this year. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to have to do all the computer work. So I just want to make sure that I get the right people doing the right things. And you on the mic is the right thing.
0: Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, so, well, thank you for that. I, and I'm, I'm happy to do it. I am absolutely ecstatic to do it. Um, I guess that's it, right? We're done? Yeah. All right. A um, couple things. Um, we got this coming out. Listen, so, folks, look, at as, as long as, uh, at least for, the, until summer, okay, and I'm saying until summer because I'm in graduate school till summer, and as I said at the beginning of the show, I did not realize the amount of work this is going to be, if we do book, reviews we are not going to be able to do two parts in one epi- as one episode it would have to be two parts as two episodes or drastically shorten it down to one to all both of that fitting into one size of an episode i just don't have the time to edit and work on all this stuff right now um i'm sorry if you think of that as, as a lower quality uh, coming at you uh, it's Ugh, it's 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 just crazy. I got a lot going on, but I still want to try to deliver some quality content to you guys. And I know Alex is ready to deliver some quality content to you guys. But uh, I got I've got I've got ten weeks of this left. We you know uh, including that little two week break at Adepticon, and uh, I've got to do that. So I just want to let you guys know that before we go on. Um, once again, we would like to thank. Our Patreon patrons, our associate producer, Phil Elliott, Dwight Sims, Christopher Sanders, and Lance Pear. Our executive producer, Colin Miller. Uh, Newest patron, David Lunge. I'm just trying to (laughs) quick do that last name, not mangle it too bad. But literally thank every last one of you who have decided to become part of the 1% and make this show and everything we do possible. And uh, if I may take one last moment before we go here. Um, February. It's... uh, it's Suicide Prevention Month, and uh, I don't know if these stats are absolutely correct, but I was looking at stuff, and it's like, from what I understand, like, February is the month that's Suicide Prevention Month, because this is the month with the highest suicide rate, um, and as I read, it's also the month, like, that more people who are fall victim to their depression and wind up committing suicide are born in February. I don't know if that's true or not. Um. But look, folks, um, it's kind of a serious thing. It's, it's, a, it's a bit of a... It's a thing I care about, okay? Um, I suffer from bipolar disorder or manic depression or whatever the hell they want to call it now. I also get seasonal affective disorder, and I suffer from anxiety. And you mix all of those up in the middle of the winter like this, and things get crazy. And I understand how bad it gets for people sometimes. And uh I've lost friends close to me to this and I don't talk about it much, but I just it's it's uh I know people who've been having a rough time this year. And I know people who are struggling. And if you are one of those people don't don't hold it in. And don't You don't have to do this alone. You have friends. If you are listening to this show, you are part of a community of people who are pretty caring people. Uh, You always hear about how raise money for charities when they run tournaments, and how they go through stuff. And uh, I'm sorry. I mean, this show, this I mean, what the hell? This whole show has been awkward. Alex is talking about uh, what he had, you know, his interview. I'm talking about suicide prevention. I just... I don't want to bring it down here at the end, but... You are not alone. Mm-hmm. We all go through stuff. And we're here for you. And... uh Just saying, don't be stupid. Reach out to somebody. Mm -hmm. because we've all got friends out there who will listen and will talk to us. And you may not think you want to burden them with it, but that's what friends are there for. That's what they want to do. They will listen to your nonsense every day until you can get through it, because that's what they do. And uh, I just want to throw that out there that, Please, if you are suffering, get some help. Because I'd rather see you at Adepticon than hear about a story about you at Adepticon. You know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would rather I would rather spend an hour listening to you tell me about your problems than listen to your eulogy. And uh, believe me, I know what this is like and i just wanted to take a minute and i'm sorry alex i didn't even put this in the show notes i just i uh, i know i know how it can be and i just wanted to say that that you we none of us are alone so find someone to talk to if you need it because you're worth it you are absolutely worth it. Okay? Absolutely. <sighs> Sorry about that.
1: No, no. No, we've we've talked a lot about mental health stuff on this show. So, us talking about it is not out of character for us. Um, I mean, I have my own battles with depression. Um, and we've talked about it at length um, quite a bit before. So it's one of those things that it doesn't matter um how hard it is you're gonna pull through it and you're strong enough to do so so like Dave said reach out talk to somebody get some help and it's perfectly okay to do all of those things there's nothing wrong with it
0: no No, it's it's you know, it, it's not it's it's not shameful to ask for help.
1: Not in the least. No. So, <sighs> please take care of yourselves. Check in with your friends, especially the ones that you may not hear every once in a while.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's Or the ones thing. that
1: are even sounding like they're doing really well, you still got to check in with them. Because a lot of us put up fronts about how good we're doing. <laughs> and having been someone that lives in that life... Um, yeah. So, just check in with your friends and loved ones and check in with yourself too. Just make sure you're doing okay. Yeah.
0: All right. All right. So, on on that note, folks, give me a second. All right, folks. Mm -hmm. Um, until next time, only the faithful will be triumphant, only the faithful will stand when all others fall. And only the faithful know no despair, except in failure.
1: You've been listening to Garage Hammer. If you've enjoyed the show, maybe consider leaving us a positive review on iTunes, or check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash garagehammer. If you'd like to reach us, you can contact us via our email address, garagehammer at live.com. You can also find us on Twitter, David is at garagehammer.com and alex that's me is at some kind of geek 30 original music by claire seabrook you can find more of her work at soundcloud.com slash claire seabrook music finally if you want to join the garage hammer community you can comment on our episodes in the show thread check out the garage hammer facebook page and as always thanks for listening